Do I look fat? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. It's your girl, Steffi Kiss. This week's guest is a fellow Idea to Launch alumni, one of my retreat boos, and someone who asked herself, pero who am I? My girl, Lisa. Hey, boo. Hey. How are you doing today? It is, what's today's date? I never know the day of the week. I never know what date it is. It is February 11th. (laughs) How are you doing today, boo? I'm doing good. Today's one of those days. It's actually been really good. My son Mm -hmm. turned 15 yesterday and texted me today and said, Mom, can I get my permit? So I feel old. (laughs) Permit. Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. You know what? I actually had this conversation with one of my friends yesterday. Um, She had just shout out to my girl, Missy. Check her Mm -hmm. out. Um, She was one of my guests. I don't even know what episode that was, but it was the one where we tried to get our life together. And (laughs) she literally just got her license and got a car. And I know we're old. (laughs) We're in our 30s, whatever. But this is New York City. People out here don't get their license so early. And. We were driving in the car and she's doing amazing because I'm not going to hold you. Driving in New York City is fucking crazy. Okay. It's If you can drive in New York, (laughs) you can drive any fucking where. Because with people throwing themselves in the street, with cab drivers, buses, all of that, like it's scary out there. Okay. So I'm a Floridian. Florida drivers drive like shit. Uh, But I'm originally from Jersey, so we always go back home all the time. And Mm -hmm. the first time I hit a car was in New York, and it was my mother's car. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's wild. So she was doing so well driving, you know, like she literally just got her license during COVID. So like she's a brand new driver and she's doing so good. And we drive by another student driver and we're like, oh, like we remember the days that we were like that. And it was literally last week or whatever. (laughs) And (laughs) we were talking about how like people need to understand, like it's hard to drive up here because, you know, driving anywhere else, like you just have more space. People aren't throwing themselves in the um in the street and then we were like you know it's not like we live in in oklahoma or something where we learn how to drive in school and it's like we really don't like that's not a thing up here yeah it's crazy yeah no he's in driver's ed and he passed the driver's ed like the first test to get your permit but he was 14 so he's like Mm -hmm. well mom i'm 15 now can I get my permit? And I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy. I'm like, that means that I have to. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to teach him. I'm like, you're gonna have to take this driver's ed class because I don't think oh, I have sure. the patience to teach you. I could never. I would never. Don't don't ask me to teach you how to do no type of driving. Like no. I let him reverse out of the driveway, and mm. that was scary in itself. I had a, and I was outside the car, so can you imagine <laughs> me in the car. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so we're going to get into a quick little catch-up. So it might, or I'm sorry, a little icebreaker. Now, it might might sound like me and you are very comfortable speaking with one another, but it's because we literally just recorded an episode for your podcast. Um, So I feel like we've gotten a little bit more comfortable, but I do like to start off my show with a couple of would you rather icebreaker questions. So the first one, and it's funny because it's a perfect little segu, like Mandy would say, and it's, (laughs) would you rather have Despacito play every time you hit the brakes or have Gasolina play every time you sped up? Give me Gasolina. (laughs) I am so tired of Despacito. But I feel like that's like Gasolina too. Like, what? I'm tired of both songs, but if I had to pick one, give me a little Daddy Yankee at least. <laughs> It'll always Spanish be correctly. like the turn up song, right? So yes, you and I absolutely. are the same age, so you remember when that song came out. We were probably like, what, 18, exactly. 17, 18, 19 around then? I want to mm-hmm. say 18 because I was in Puerto Rico okay. when it came Yeah, I don't have like a specific memory so- to tie it to. I just <laughs> know I, I was at the club. So it was either 17, 18, or 19 because those three years, right. yes, I was in the club at 17. Those three years <laughs> were insane. And I don't know about Florida, but in New York at that time, it was 18 for girls and 21 for guys, okay? It was yep. lit. And that's probably why I've always dated older men. But we're not going to get nope. into that. That is another... <laughs> Oh, that is another conversation. (laughs) 
right. So the next question is, would you rather never drink wine again or never drink coffee again? Never drink coffee, which is weird because I have to have coffee Mm -hmm. every morning, but I would much rather my glass of wine. Really? Than the coffee in the morning. It helps me sleep at night sometimes. I get it. I don't drink either, to be honest. Um, (laughs) But I just know people love their coffee or they love their wine. And I'm literally neither of those people. And I'm just like, "Eh, I'm okay. Like, I don't like the taste of coffee. Coffee is disgusting. And I don't think coffee and I don't think wine is good either. Like, none of them taste good to Mm -hmm. me. And I just don't see myself drinking something that I don't like the taste to. Like, I know people, (laughs) it becomes a part of their routine and it calms them down and it makes them feel better or whatever have you. I just, it could not be me. I would rather smoke some weed, to be honest. If I needed to be calmed down. <laughs> well, see, that's you. Right. I've never done that. Yeah, so. everybody has their vices. It works. You know, it is what it is. As long as it's in right. moderation, guys, in moderation. Correct. <laughs> All right. So the next question is, would you rather punish your child for punching a teacher by excluding them from an upcoming Disney trip or take their cell phone away for five years. Oh, damn. I think I would do the Disney trip. I love going to Disney. <laughs> and I love going to Disney without my kids. <laughs> so it would just be a, a nice little getaway for you. Exactly. Absolutely. I've done Disney. I don't want to deal with him with them not having their cell phone. First of all, five years. I was like, that's a little excessive. Like, okay, I get it. He shouldn't be punching his teacher. But five years, (laughs) that's a bit much. Like, I feel like the teacher kind of sort of might have deserved it. Like, we don't know. Listen, for my kid to put hands on you, you did something for that. He my was kid is not with. violent. Like if if he hits exactly. you, like what did you do exactly? Like I'm I'm gonna right. handle him, but I'm gonna still need to talk to you because I feel like you might have right. did some shit that I should be talking to you about. <laughs> yes, I need I need to know what you did because they're very well mannered mm-hmm. children, and for them to put hands, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so this is the last one, and it's. Would you rather be surrounded by people who brag all the time or by people who complain all the time? Oh, mm. Jesus. Um, wow. I can't stand people that complain. Like, it just irritates me. So I guess people that brag, because hopefully they're bragging about their good stuff right. going on. Whereas people that complain, they're they're just... They can like ruin a day for somebody. Oh my very god, easily. the Debbie Downers, the woe is me, like that yeah. it can bring you down. And I would rather yeah. not. Exactly. Like I, I like <laughs> like we spoke about in your podcast, I deal with like seasonal depression. And you know, that depression, mm-hmm. regardless if it's seasonal or not, that shit is crazy. And I would rather not be put down and felt like I'm just Correct. in a slump and because everything you say Oh my goodness. I literally stopped talking to this guy just because of that. Every time I spoke to him, mm-hmm. somebody passed away. And it's fucked up. And I and like I kind of felt bad right. in the beginning. And I'm like, damn, like, but literally it was every like three or four weeks somebody he knew died. And it's not even and after a while I've noticed it wasn't even people that he really kept up with or close, close with. <laughs> so it's like, why why are we just talking about people dying all the time? Like I know of people who die and like, yes, it is sad, but I'm not going to bring it to you like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's the everyone is passing away. And it's just like that's life. Right. Like people die. Right. And that's the thing. I I agree. People die. It's unfortunate. But there's two things promised right. in life. Death is <laughs> no, one of seriously. them. And it sounds <laughs> fucked up. But after a while, it, I don't want to hear about it. Now, if it was people in your life, family members, like I'm sure during COVID it was different. But this was pre-COVID. Right. Okay. It was just like the, it was literally, it's, I remember one time it was literally the crackhead on the corner of the block I went to elementary school with. And I'm just like, I'm not going to sit here and act like not, you know, that life didn't mean anything to somebody, but I don't think it really Mm -hmm. meant that much to you that you felt the need to talk to me about it for four hours on a Friday night. That's like, that's, that's that's the issue. Tell me it happened. I'm sorry for your loss. Let's move on. Yeah. 
that, that's, it. that's it. So yeah, no, give me people who brag all day every day because norm- nine times out of ten you're gonna brag about. Yeah, something I mean it depends on the person. I need that uplifting. It depends on the person because sometimes yeah. people can brag and it's just like, all right, we get it, blah blah blah. We get. But it. <laughs> to be brought down is worse than than to be annoyed because if I'm annoyed, I at least can it just is. like. I'll leave you there. But once you're brought down, like that stays with you and it can just hamper your mood for everything that you do aside from that person. So I am good Perfect. on that. All right. So we're going to get into the first segment of the day and it is Eat Your Heart Out, where we provide our listeners with tips and tricks. Now, since we spoke about seasonal depression on your podcast and we, we gave like how it affects us personally and, you know, things that we felt like we could do to help, I actually wanted to get into things that are proven to help and give suggestions um, on our podcast. Okay. So... Ways to combat SAD, right? So SAD, also called seasonal depression, is a form of depression that generally happens in the late fall where there is less natural sunlight and the days become shorter and colder. Women, did you know, are more likely to experience SAD and it's more commonly seen in cloudy parts of the country as well as places that are further away from the equator so essentially me I live in New York City I'm in the northeast (laughs) I mean I'm sure there's places that don't get as much sunlight like London for example and this is going to sound completely different but this is why I would never move to London I don't have any Mm aspirations to even visit London. I know it's a culturally great experience and I know there's so much things to do there and things to experience, but I refuse to be somewhere where literally they're known for their fog. I'm good. I am so good. That's how I feel about Seattle. Seattle's another one. Even though my sister went to Oregon and Seattle and she said it's beautiful because when it is sunny, it's literally mm-hmm. gorgeous because it like, did you know that Seattle is called the Emerald City? You know where I got yes. that from? I know. Um, the movie, yeah, it was it, Jennifer um, Lopez. You know. I know the movie. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I know that movie. I know it. That is my yeah, favorite yeah, movie. Like, no, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Um, So symptoms of seasonal depression, because I felt like I had to look this up. I knew something was going on with me. I knew I was depressed. And every, you know, you said winter blues a lot in your podcast. That's definitely something Mm -hmm. that I know I've had before. But this year, it was on a thousand. You know, I've always Mm -hmm. had winter blues. I never really want to go anywhere from like January to March because it's cold. And anybody who knows me and follows me on Instagram knows I don't do cold. I hate it. I don't... I don't like to leave my house in the cold ever. So I've always experienced quote unquote winter blues. But this year, like I really felt like I was undergoing or falling into a depression. Um, So symptoms of seasonal depression are feelings of sadness or serious mood shift when the seasons change, lack of energy, craving carbohydrates, overeating, loss of interest in pleasurable activities, including loss of sexual interest, difficulty with sleep, either by sleeping too much or experiencing insomnia. And when I tell you that last one resonated so much with me, there was one point I have, um, I've mentioned this before on my podcast, but I have a home health aide that comes because Ethan has autism. So she comes to help him. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to, you know, whatever it's covered by the state and fuck that. You want to come help me? I'll I'll take all the help I can fucking get. Right. So she comes. Yeah. (laughs) And the day she would come, I know she was probably like, are you okay? Because I literally did not leave mm-hmm. my room. Because to me, I was like, well, my son is taken care of. What the fuck do I have to leave for? Right. I literally slept. <laughs> as soon as bed. school was over, <laughs> from like one to like six, I was knocked out for no reason other than I did not feel the need to do anything other than sleep. But then I would have nights where I could not sleep at all. It's literally I'm tossing and I'm turning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe I can use this time to work on my podcast. So I would go through these highs and lows and it was just like, what the hell is going on with me? Cravings for carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many batches of brownies I made in in the month of January? (laughs) I probably made like three. And when I tell you, Ethan does not eat that. Okay. There was, why? Why was I eating that many brownies? My thing was ice cream. 
I was buying, I think we bought a new tub of ice cream at least once every three or four days. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, whatever, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to make myself feel better. Mm -hmm. But these things, when you try to make yourself feel better with things that are actually harming you, it's kind of like, Yep. It's kind of like drug abuse, you know, like you're looking for Correct. that that stimulation. You're looking for that high that's going to give you something, make you feel something, whether it's happy, whether it's energy, whether it's not feeling tired anymore, whether it's feeling numb, whatever have you. This is what you're looking for. And it's like self-medicating. You can definitely try to like, Correct. quote unquote, self-medicate with food. OK, so what we're going to get yep. into is how can we try to combat these things, right? I want to implement this into my life because I feel like even though now I'm aware of my seasonal depression and I'm aware of how I can fall into it and I'm actively trying to be active, right? I'm trying to just be active through it, push through it. I feel like I need some type of routine and I say this over Mm -hmm. and over again. I need some type of routine, some type of something, right? So the first thing they say is try (laughs) an exercise program. Okay, exercising releases endorphins. Point blank period. It's going to make you feel better. You're going to have more energy. For me, I want to try to incorporate more yoga and more stretching and more manifestations in the morning. So I'm trying to hit like three birds with one stone. I want to be calm and stretch because I can I'm 35 and I feel the tightness in my body. I used to be able to do certain things that I feel like I can't do right now. So I need to get it all the way together. Um, so I want to do the stretching yoga and Pilates. So I want to try to do both of them are very good with weight loss and sculpting. Um, and then just giving myself more energy in the morning. That's another thing as well as manifestations. I want to, I want to put more thought and more intention in my days. And I feel like doing some type of manifestations can help assist with that. The second recommendation was to Mm -hmm. create social situations. Get, try to hang out with people. I, this really resonated for me because I created a social situation on Tuesday. So originally you and I were supposed to record yesterday, but it was your son's birthday. So you were like, you know, do you mind? I was like, girl, no, please don't worry about it. I don't care. Um, right. So when you told me that I was like, you know what? Right. <laughs> I'm free. My, my other friend told me that her son got picked up because it's midwinter recess up here. Um, so she doesn't have her kid. And my other friend, you know, she works from home. She doesn't have any kids. So I hit them both. And I was like, hey, what are y'all doing on Wednesday? And they were like, nothing. I was like, well, we're having our own little Galentine's. We're going to have some dinner. And we're just going to chill in the crib. And we did it. And it was amazing. It was amazing. So make time, you know, make time for yourself. Make time for social interactions with your friends. Because I'm sure you could use that too. You need a break from your family, you know? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me tell you, like, with the wedding planning, that was one of the things that I really looked forward to was, like, the bridal shower, the bachelorette party, because it gave me a chance to be, I love my husband, and I, you know, if I could spend every day with him and not have to work and just him and I Mm -hmm. hang out, I would. But at the same time, that girlfriend relationship, you know, your friends. For sure, you need balance. can help boost you You can't just always, like. And very simply. It kind of annoys Um, me, and I've had this problem with, you know, certain people in my life where I feel like they let their relationships just take over their entire world, and I never wanted to be like that. And sometimes I've Mm -hmm. I've tilted too much towards my friends and not in my relationship, Mm -hmm. and vice versa and it's like I'm really striving what I want and what the ideal relationship right. is for me is a balance where yes I'm all around fam I'm all about family I'm all about my husband all of that but then also Correct. I do have a life outside of you guys where I can literally just not be a mom and not be a wife it's super important it's super important to do that um that's one of the things that I'm very grateful for so I know mm-hmm. like with COVID a lot of um, relationships either made it or break or broke. So I'm very grateful that my relationship lasted. Like if anything, this brought us closer together because he and I were literally working next to each other. We would go to bed next to each other, like all Mm -hmm. was him. So there would be times that I was like, you know, Hey, I'm going to go hang out with my, my sisters are my best friends. So I have best friends, but my sisters, like if I go out, my sisters are with me. Um, so I would have like girl nights with my sisters or with my friends, and I would be like, you need to go have your guy time because 
that also makes a difference as well. Like he needs his time as well. So having that mm-hmm. social interaction with For other sure. people it, it's very very important especially when combating something helps. like seasonal depression where you know you're going to be out of it but why be stuck in something for a season let's actively work mm-hmm. on getting out of it um and the last tip is to use light therapy which is something mm-hmm. i am so interested in i want a vitamin d lamp so bad I want it so, 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 so bad, okay? So light therapy is administered by a device that contains white fluorescent light tubes covered with a plastic screen that blocks ultraviolet rays, okay? Light box, I'm sorry, light therapy boxes range in intensity from 10,000 lux of light. Many health professionals recommend treating seasonal depression by sitting in front of a 10,000 lux light for 30 minutes every morning. You know, I feel like I want to do it and then have you do yoga in front of the light lamp. Like, I, I like just that. feel like that would be amazing. <laughs> and I just want to do all of that. I just want to kill all the birds. Right? Okay, This is going to be like, you know how well, people take like, um, <laughs> what did Kanye take for fucking right. <laughs> Lexapro for depression? Sorry, that's the only one that I know because Kanye took it. Uh, so, you you know how people take Lexapro for depression? No, my therapy for my depression is going to be doing yoga right. in front of a vitamin D lamp and manifesting my life, okay? That is, that is what my therapy for seasonal depression is going to be. Um, and I definitely I have to get, get started doing that. Something you had mentioned in your podcast that I found um, extremely powerful was when you were talking about not worrying about things you can't control. What did you mean by that? What are you actively working towards or Mm -hmm. not paying attention to or not letting run your life? So I can say it on your podcast because my people, I want them to listen to you, but my direct people don't know who you are yet. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one of the things right now I'm actively working towards is going back to school. So I am in the HR field and I love what I do. I absolutely love helping people. I love the benefits, hiring, firing. Like I love all of that. But in my job, I am limited because I don't have my degree. Right. In my position, I am at the bottom of our department. Like our, you know, our income levels are max. First of all, there's a whole union and all kinds of stuff. So there's limits on what can and can't Mm. be done. On top of that, every position above me, you have to have a degree. Doesn't matter how much experience you have. I've got over seven years of experience in my in my specific field. Um, so it doesn't matter how much experience, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much you know, it doesn't matter what tests you take. If you don't have that degree, you're stuck. Right. So one of the things I'm working towards, you know, I can't control mm-hmm. the position itself. Mm-hmm. But I can control me going back to school to get myself out of this position, to be able to get that promotion. Mm-hmm. So that's what I meant by like control what you can yeah actively control what you can and the things that you cannot you have to leave that alone when you could be doing something about it exactly a hundred percent so you know and that's one of the things that with this new year i told myself i said you know Mm -hmm. come like our house hopefully god willing will be finished and built march right by april may there's no reason why i can't start school Mm -hmm. then you know my biggest thing is getting started. I know what I need to do to get started. Mm-hmm. I am the person that has <laughs> probably 95 credits. I could have been had my associate's degree if I could only decide what the hell I wanted yeah. to be when I grew up. Um, so it's like, you know, I've got all mm-hmm. the credits. I just need to streamline mm-hmm. them into one. So I literally have less than a year left to have my bachelor's degree. There's no reason why I can't do it. So... I have to keep reminding myself, hey, you've put it off long enough. Now everything is falling into a place where you can finish school. You're with, you know, my husband is so supportive. Um, He will take the kids to football practice, to band practice, to allow me to be able to. to Like right now, recording with you, he took the boys to go buy Valentine's Day gifts. So that that the house will be slightly quiet and Mm -hmm. I don't have them in the background. So it's like, you know. I can control what my steps are. I can't control my job. For me, I feel like when you said that it resonated to the point where like I don't have aspirations mm-hmm. to go back to school right now. I mean, I'm 
35 and people might call that old or whatever, but fuck that. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can go to school, you can go to school to get like a degree in something whenever the fuck you want, to be honest. And <laughs> I'm tired of all of these fucking social pressures and social norms or whatever, Correct. because a lot of people end up going to school for shit that they don't even want to do in the long run. And, mm-hmm. but that's a whole nother thing. But, um, <laughs> and I go on tangents all the time and I feel like I'm going to have to tell my guests to just stop me. But <laughs> anyways, um, I feel like when it comes to, again, my seasonal depression, I can't, I can't control the weather. I can't control the weather. I can, I can control how I spend my days in the winter. Right. I can control not going outside, but still doing things inside the house to make me feel better. You know, there, there are certain things I can control. And the moment you said, you know, when you were talking about not being able to control your job, but doing other things and accepting it. The serenity prayer came right to my head. Um, Anyone who doesn't know, I and Mm -hmm. I'm being very vulnerable right now, but my father was an N.A., Narcotics Anonymous, and this is their prayer. I grew up saying this prayer all the time. Like, it was just, it was ingrained in us. And for anybody who doesn't know what the serenity prayer is, it goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And when I tell you, that gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Yo, like I'm sitting here. (laughs) Because it's so true, you know. Grant me the serenity, the peace of mind to know, like, I cannot change something. This is out of my control. Let it Correct. go. When Even when it comes to yourself and your your surroundings, sometimes you just have to accept what you're in. But then it's like, give me the courage to change what I can, because that is so important. Having the courage to get up every day and do what you need to do to fucking to fight yeah. for whatever it is you want to fight for. Just the courage courage just to just to put yourself out there whether it's going back to school whether it's me you know talking on this podcast every week the courage to just put myself out there and let me tell you okay the devil is working the devil is working because i was putting myself out there very much in during quarantine like i was on the internet i was on instagram live i was letting you guys in i was letting you in on things that i was that i never spoke about with anybody And anybody who knows that means I was talking about Ethan and letting people in on what goes on in my world with my child is very sacred Mm -hmm. to me. And the fact that there were people out here who I considered my friends talking shit about my kid or my relationship with my kid like that. Oh, my God. So I literally retracted. I retracted. I've noticed, you know, I'll be honest, I've noticed that. So like during the whole um, quarantine and everything, like my Instagram was constantly lighting up with different people going on. And, you know, you have your circle mm-hmm. of people that you, uh, me personally, I had a circle of people that I want to watch the lives. Right. Like I would, I could be at work in front of my desk in the actual office and that my shit was on, my earbuds was in my ears. So I noticed, I was like, damn, there's not as many people on live. And certain people that stood out like you were one of them I was like she doesn't go online so I feel like that also fed into my depression I'm gonna be 100% honest like all of that just on top Uh of each other piling up and then I'm not getting any sunlight and I'm not going outside and I'm just I'm stuck in my house and not to say that I'm bored because I never minded being in my house before but it's just like now the outlet that I had I no longer have it because I don't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable it, it's just, it's a lot. So the courage to try to get back out there is is something Correct. that's very big for me. And then the wisdom to know the difference. So now I'm going back out there, yes, but I'm not giving you everything when it comes to my baby. I'm not doing it because I'm not going through that shit again. So my kid is my kid. Mm-hmm. Y'all know about him. I talk about him. I praise him and all of that. But all of that day to day, any like craziness that might be going on or whatever i'm not sharing it with you guys so but we're not gonna get into that i'm tired of feeling gloomy we're talking about how i'm bettering myself (laughs) and how everything is getting great hey y'all so before we get into the next segment i wanted to remind you once again if you haven't done so already please rate and review this podcast in your apple podcast app you can rate five stars please nothing less than five stars because five stars just 
they just give me a boost, y'all. And you want this podcast to be boosted, right? If you've listened this far, you must like something. So go into your Apple Podcast app, rate me five stars, and also leave me a review. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know how I'm doing. If there's anyone you want me to interview, any topics you want me to discuss, let me know down below. And then you can always reach out to me on Instagram. Everything will be linked down below. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in it so I know that you're listening. I love to interact with my listeners on social media. So hit me up, guys. All right, I'm not going to take no more of your time. Let's get back into the episode. Um, so we're going to get into Amen. our next segment, okay? And it is hard on my sleeve. And even though this is somewhere where we dive mm-hmm. a little bit deeper, this is on a totally different spectrum from seasonal depression. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm past it, okay? I have transcended. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're leaving it so, in the past. <laughs> on your podcast, Pero Who Am I? You talk about finding your spell, finding mm-hmm. yourself, especially being Latina, right? Um, I feel like for me, I've always been right. the least generic Latina in my group. I am not, Amen. quote unquote, you know, the Sofia Vergara, which I hate, by the way. I cannot stand her. <laughs> her accent she crazy. is crazy. I'm like, look, you've done enough English. She is literally <laughs> the stereotype of what white people think Hispanics are. And it drives me up the wall it is disgusting and i'm sorry because i know she doesn't speak like that in real life and that's what bothers me if she really spoke like that in real life then all right i understand but no i can like you can just tell she's putting on and she's emphasizing on the bullshit Mm -hmm. just so that white people could like her point blank period yeah well i mean at the end of the day she's getting a paycheck for it so But it's like, you're selling your soul, bro. (laughs) You're selling your soul. Because being, you know, being Hispanic, this is how they expect. Now they expect me to be that way. And that's not me. And if it were you, it would be a different story. But it's really not you. And that's where where it bothers me. But whatever. So (laughs) I wanted to ask you, what is your nationality? I am Puerto Rican and Dominican. I knew that. And I asked you specifically (laughs) because I am also... Puerto Rican yes. and Dominican. So I wanted to know, how was your experience family-wise growing up? So that's a that's a very loaded question because of the fact that growing up, um, my parents' families knew each other prior to my parents getting together. Mm-hmm. So the cultures were always, you know, my dad is Puerto Rican, mom's Dominican. There was always parties. There was always get togethers. Um, Like I said, I'm from Jersey. So you literally would walk to one family member's house. And from there, the whole group would take a walk and end up at somebody else's house. So culture wise, there was always music playing. There was always your traditional foods. Um, When we moved to Florida that we weren't so close to the family because we were the only ones in Florida. It was a culture shock Mm -hmm. because we became very Americanized. So I no longer talk Spanish every day, whereas Spanish was my first language. Mm -hmm. Um, No longer had your morning cafe con leche with your grandmother. Now was having your bowl of cereal and going to school. Right. So the culture was definitely different when we moved to Florida Mm -hmm. as opposed to when I was in Jersey. But if you ask my ex, I'm I'm 100% American. I'm not Hispanic at all because he grew up very traditional Dominican. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Right. It's it's completely different. It's completely different. Um, For me, it was a a little bit of a different experience because I'm from New York. So the culture is very prominent up here. Mm -hmm. You know, I live 20 minutes away from Washington Heights, like. It's literally, it's nothing but Hispanics around me for the most part. Um, But for me, I feel like I never really felt embraced by um, my my Spanish side of the family. And while I do have close family members and close cousins, they don't live here. They live in Florida. So they weren't up here. So Mm -hmm. when it came to like family up in New York that I saw all the time, it always felt like, oh, well, you're too Puerto Rican for the Dominican side and too Dominican for the Puerto Rican side because mm-hmm. my family didn't, the only link they had was my parents and that sure. didn't work out. So it's just like, <laughs> it, it's so ridiculous to me and and people don't understand like how much there is like 
hate between Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. It's so disgusting. And it doesn't even fucking make any sense because let me tell you something. They're exactly the fucking same. One just listens to fucking bachata and merengue and the other one listens to salsa. But for the most part, they still interchange music anyway. It's just, it's disgusting. So funny story. My parents back in the 90s went to Dominican Republic to, I think it was for my great-grandfather's funeral. And again, I told you my dad's Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. Well, he's a dark Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. They would not let him leave Dominican Republic because they thought he was a Dominican trying to leave the country illegally. It's so ridiculous. The islands, you can see Dominican (laughs) Republic from Puerto Rico. Like you can see them. Like they're that close up. You probably swim it if you wanted to. Like, right. (laughs) They're not far. They're not. And then within the Dominican culture, it's even worse because we share an island with Haiti mm-hmm. and that racism well, there is horrible. I don't even need to That's get a into different... that. That is just, it's deplorable <laughs> and it's disgusting. Oh, yeah. And the way Haiti is treated by all Hispanics, not just mm-hmm. Dominicans, is disgusting okay it is is so nasty and that shit does not again it doesn't even make any sense to me because y'all are literally fighting over an imaginary fucking line like y'all are the same people (laughs) okay right what separates you is a mountain like a ridge of mountains is literally what separates you that's it i'm like I don't get it. That would be like if we were like, it. oh, we don't fuck with with um with California <laughs> because there's a fucking the Grand Canyon in between. Like, fuck yeah, we can't fuck what? Y'all are dumb. Right. Y'all are dumb. <laughs> and it, it 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 it's so disgusting. Um that's a whole nother conversation. But I always so because I didn't feel embraced by either sides of the family, yes, you know, I listen to Spanish music, yes, I cook Spanish food and I I really need to start saying Latin or Hispanic because I'm not Spanish because I'm not from Spain. So I have to My stop saying that. that. <laughs> no, you have, I have to stop saying it. I have yeah. to, because it's, I'm not, I'm not from Spain. Okay. Point right. blank period. I'm just That's, not. Um, <laughs> so one of my episodes, we talked on that. Um, he, I had asked him, I said, do you consider yourself Hispanic or Spanish? And he was like, well, I'm not from Spain. So I'm not Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, my great grandfather on my dad's side was from Spain, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so there is a little Spaniard in there. Um, from my understanding, he had blonde hair, blue eyes, you, and was born. You in Spain. wouldn't be Latina and you wouldn't be Hispanic if you didn't have some white in you. Unfortunately, that right. comes from us being raped by the colonizers. Sorry, yep. like it is what it is. It's the truth. We are, uh, and I had this conversation with my sister not that long ago because I've had this conversation so many times and I've thought about it so many times. Um. When it comes to race, right? Yeah. I don't consider myself white. I am not white. Point blank, period. Yep. And you know, you've seen me in real life. I'm pale. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I am not white. And and it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I always click other when it's like, what race are you? Because I'm not yeah. white. I I would say, you know, I, I, I definitely um, resonate more with the black you know cultures and all of that Correct. but i'm not black i have not I, black. Yep. i'm not dark-skinned in whatever you know aspect of the word i don't have you know african-american for the most part phenotypes like that's just i don't have it right so i can't sit here and say i'm black i just can't mm-hmm. um i'm brown skin i'm a brown girl and i wish that they had an option for indigenous on these things because yeah. that's what i would say i am i come from an indigenous background my you know, ancestors were indigenous people in the islands. The Tainos. Yep. Point blank period, right? So there's that. And because I never felt accepted by both either side, the Dominican side or the Puerto Rican side, I definitely got very much Americanized, which is why mm-hmm. I identify so much with black culture. You know, I love my culture. Don't get me wrong. Like you ask me, I'm going to tell you I'm Dominican, Puerto Rican, okay. point blank period. But I'm, I, <laughs> I don't live the culture. I'm not that culture. I ex- I respect it. There are certain yeah. things that have influenced my life greatly, like made me who I am and, you know, just things that I like in general. But that doesn't mean that I'm sitting here listening to, you know, Latin music all day long. I'm not listening to tembo or salsa. It's just not yeah, me. No. It's not yeah. me. And See, it's I hard. I listen to the sad sign. I have so to I be in the mood. Going- 
and that's the thing it's like i have to be in the mood for the salsa or i have to be in the mood for the bachata like you know throw so like for the wedding one of the requirements for our dj was he had to be latin because i wanted somebody that knew the culture right you know all djs can play any music that you tell them to play but i needed somebody that could feel the vibe of the group Mm -hmm. and play off of that and not play your traditional Gasolina, despacito. Right. <laughs> Suavemente. Or, oh my vive, God. Can what, we not? The other one? Vivir, mi, vivir mi vida. Um, you know, I wanted the Mark Anthony songs, but I want the old school Mark Anthony, mm-hmm. not just this traditional stuff. So like, yeah, no, that was definitely. And I, I understand that not being embraced by your culture because I go to my Dominican side of the family in Jersey and I feel so outcasted because I don't know the traditional you know, the traditional dances or the traditional foods. Um, when I speak Spanish, I, I speak differently than they Same. do. And certain words, you know, certain words that I grew up from my Puerto Rican side don't resonate the same with the Dominican side. Mm-hmm. And they look at me like I'm speaking alien words. Like, I'm <laughs> like, do you not understand me? <laughs> like, I'm asking you for the same thing. Like, what's the difference? Like, mango and mofongo. Right. Isn't it not? more or less the same thing girl, the no. difference is is how it's made girl no <laughs> girl no it is the same thing i it's know you had an episode about this <laughs> but listen i remember listening to that episode and i was on the train because i was still working at this time this was like one mm-hmm. of your early episodes and i yeah. said girl they are not the same thing okay <laughs> like but so one is like green pure green platanos the other one is some, they can both be pure green platanos okay but it's just, just they are thing. okay but that's like saying fucking fettuccine alfredo is the same thing as alfredo with red sauce or what it's not the, just because they're prepared differently it's not the same like you know what i'm saying like yeah i've always gotten confused though that's been my <laughs> issue so it's like do I want mango or do I want mofongo? Like, I don't know. Okay. I just want platano. Listen, no, no, no. You got mango is usually for breakfast. Right. Mofongo is usually We're, for, dinner. for dinner. Okay. Correct. You know, That's you where I've learned that the way. difference. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to speaking Spanish, it's funny you brought that up because my father was very ignorant. He literally... <laughs> My grandmother watched me um, up until I was old enough to go to school because my sister wasn't born until I was in kindergarten, so it was just me. Um, so my grandmother watched me. My grandmother doesn't speak any English. Shout out to my Ita. She, <laughs> my feisty little 93-year-old. Um, yeah, she's adorable. She's also <laughs> very feisty and Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> but so Is that the Dominican side? She's Yes, that's my mom's mom. So my mom is Dominican. My dad is Puerto okay. Rican. And growing up, he literally told my mom, like, oh, she, Spanish was my first language, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but once she stopped taking care of me, my dad was like, this is America. She has to learn English, blah, 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 blah. So I literally still speak like a four-year-old. And I literally only feel comfortable speaking Spanish for real, for real to my grandmother because I feel like she taught me. So she understands, she understands. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's never like, or what? Or she's never looking at me confused. She's like, uh-huh, see, mm-hmm, mija, mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, right. grandma, yes. <laughs> it's like you can have full-on conversations. So, like, my Spanish is a little bit... I get my words mixed up, mm-hmm. but I can definitely hold a whole conversation. Like, I used to do... Um, translation for tech support and stuff oh girl like so you're good or like, <laughs> i can never eh, don't ask me to write it down because i can't write for shit <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i could read it i could i could speak it um and i think what has helped me is that i took french in high school mm-hmm. and it's latin based so it's all more or less the same thing right um a lot of the words are the same but i have trouble with words because you can say certain words in Spanish and it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing in English mm-hmm. so it's like that whole twisting of your words so mm-hmm. when you're trying to speak mm-hmm. Spanish fast mm-hmm. sometimes I come out with shit that I'm like the hell did I just say <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because in the flip side and I feel like I tell this story all the time my son's father is Dominican right born in DR came here like when he was like eight nine years old or whatever so he's fully you know he's Americanized mm-hmm. but you know, Spanish was his first language. His parents don't know Spanish. He only spoke Spanish in the house. So, you know, Spanish is very 
very strong, yeah. right? And one time we're at Staples and, you know, we're going and we're looking for some stuff and he's looking at me and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Now I just need a carpet. And I'm like, a carpet? Where what the, the fuck do you need a carpet for? <laughs> and he's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? A carpet. Like, you know, the thing that you put papers in. I said, you mean a folder? And he's like, yes, a carpet. And I said, it's carpeta in Spanish, but it's not carpet, <laughs> not carpet in, English, in English, bro. <laughs> like, I'm going to need for you to get your life. Because you cannot, like, thank God you said that shit to me and not the person who works here. They would have looked at you like you were stupid. Like, a carpet? I was like, you're not in Home Depot Staples. <laughs> Home and Depot, he maybe. said it with such, like, I need a carpet. And I'm just like. And then he's looking at me like I'm stupid. Like I got right. three heads. And I'm like, I don't I don't know what you're asking me for, bro. Right. Sorry. Um so yeah, so when it comes to like language and stuff like that, it it's hard for me because a lot of people come for me. And and I hate when they say this, but they're like, "Oh, it's your Puerto Rican side. That's why you don't know Spanish." Listen. It is no, not my Puerto Rican side too. because <laughs> even though my father was ignorant and said what he said, he is the most Puerto Rican Puerto Rican you've ever met in your whole fucking life. He is the one who pulls out the Puerto Rican flag and puts it on his hood on June 1st because it's National Puerto Rican Month Puerto Rican in Day. New York City. <laughs> like, I don't, it doesn't even matter. Like, there's, he had fucking the beaded Puerto Rican flag hanging from his rearview mirror. He has the loudest sound system and he's listening to La Fania as he's walking and, you know, yes. playing congos on his on his <laughs> steering wheel. Like, that is my father. He loves boxing. Like, he is generically Puerto Rican. Like, to the fucking death of him. Like, that is him. <laughs> and... He speaks Spanish very well. I don't know what got into him, and it was probably just gentrification, and he was just yeah. like, you know, I don't want anybody. And, and my parents told me this. That's why they named me Stephanie. Like, they wanted it to be that I was very racially ambiguous on paper because if they would have named me, like, I mean, Maria, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's like, oh. I mean, even though that can, quote, unquote, that can be Italian. But, like, there are names that is just like, oh, this is a you know yeah. a Latina girl, a brown girl coming. I, my here. name, my name's Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth Marie. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> can't get anyone right. And that. my last I was name named after Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, my last <laughs> like, name is very racially ambiguous as well. It's not a normal Hispanic last name. Um, and it's funny because people will try to like change it into a normal Hispanic name when they see right. me. And that is such like, I'm just like, you know, that's not my name. <laughs> I had someone I went on an interview and, you know, they called me some, I'm not going to say the name that they called me, but they called me something like, let's say Rivera. And I was like, You're that's, right. that's not no, my no. name. <laughs> like, it's literally not. I know why you think it could be my name, but it's not. Um, right. So it, it, it just turned me into who I, who I am when it came to, you know, my family's not accepting my other side or my other culture. So I literally became very much Americanized. And mm -hmm. so like, I speak very fluent Spanish. Mm -hmm. My middle sister speaks decent Spanish, and then my youngest sister, used, she they used to call her um, what you say because when you spoke to her in Spanish, she'd be like, "What she say? What she say?" <laughs> so her nickname became "What you say" because she doesn't speak Spanish. My little so sister she doesn't speak Spanish it. either. Like she understands most of it, but she does not speak Spanish at all, and like. You know, she'll be working somewhere and they're like, oh, aren't you Spanish? And she's like, I'm Hispanic, but I don't speak Spanish. Right. <laughs> like, there's a difference. There's definitely a difference. A hundred percent a difference. And I feel like people judge you, judge your level of like mm -hmm. Hispanicness <laughs> based on mm -hmm. if you can speak Spanish or not. And it's fucked up. So speaking on that, I've been judged on my level of being a Hispanic parent because my sons do not speak Spanish. And it's like I would have loved to have taught them Spanish if I would have taught them that from the beginning. But I didn't, you know, it was we, we spoke English at home. Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm sure if I would have been with their dad still, 
they would have grown up speaking Spanish because he's, like you said, very traditionally Dominican. Mm -hmm. That's how he grew up. And he speaks to them in Spanish. And they understand, for the most part, certain words, but they're afraid to speak it. So, like, now I have them taking Spanish as their world, as their language for school so that they can learn. It's It's a great thing to have a second language, but it sucks when you're expected to know it because you're Spanish or Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Girl, I took Spanish in high school. I still don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you said you took French, I was like, oh, that's cool. I still took Spanish. I still don't speak that shit. So when I tell you I I only speak to my grandmother, like it's not even a joke. And people tell me this all the time. Like, Oh, like talk to me in Spanish or whatever. And even my grandmother would be like, pero, pero hable español. Because she doesn't speak English. So when we're all around and we're speaking English to one another, she yeah, gets mad. That's how my grandmother and is. I get it. Like, no, because it is disrespectful. Like, imagine being the only person not understanding mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, it's fucked up, but it's frustrating. But it's hard. And, and I, you know, <laughs> it's hard, especially when you're in a circle and you're so used to being in English and then it's just like randomly grandma comes out of nowhere and you're like, uh, I don't uh, talk. Uh, I stop talking. <laughs> because it's like I have so much that I want to say and y'all know. Y'all listen to my podcast every week. I talk and I talk and I talk and I talk. I can't talk this fast in Spanish. But I cannot nope. conjugate my verbs to save my life. Okay, it's a problem. That and knowing what gender, what word is. Right. Listen, that's that's the one that used to always tie me up is like the gender is like, is that era or ere? Like, which one is, do I put an A at the end or do I put an O at the end? It's like, so annoying. Like, why pick one? Yeah. Why does one have to be Can female? It just not be? <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to hold you in 2021. I feel like that's very problematic. Like, (laughs) we're not supposed to be talking about genders. There shouldn't be any gender-specific words in Spanish. It just confuses me. (laughs) Right. So, like, when you asked me, like, what's your pronoun? And I was, I I asked my husband, I'm like, pronouns. He, I'm I'm a she and a her, right? And he goes, he goes, Lisa, I did very bad in English class. (laughs) I was like, it's a yes or no question. Am I, would you say she or her? And he was like, I would say both. I was like, okay, then that's what I am. I'm a machine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, I, I, I've definitely and I wanted respect to, you for that. Yeah, I wanted to add that to my pitch or whatever because for very like I forget to ask people, so I need mm-hmm. to. I feel like I need to know ahead of time because. You know, I just want to be, I just want to be conscious of it. I wouldn't want anybody, you know, disregarding, you know, something that I wanted to go by or whatever. So it's a very touchy subject and it's very personable. So I just try to. And I I 100% respect you for that. Um, I will say that within the Hispanic culture, it's hard Mm -hmm. to get people to understand that. Oh, especially generations behind you. Not even. not even. I know people my age that I'll have conversations yeah. with them, and I love these people to death, to death, to death, to death. But sometimes I'll speak to them, and I'm like, "You can't possibly yeah. still think that way." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I correct them. I correct them like, "Hey, no, that's not it." Not right. So I, I, I have a situation right now, and I, I'm gonna wait to speak on it on my podcast. I want to get this person's permission, mm-hmm. but. Someone close to me is going through a, I'm not going to say a phase because I feel like that's very disrespectful. Initially, I was like, that's a phase. But they are questioning themselves. Mm -hmm. And members in the circle are like, oh, no, it's just a phase. Oh, no, they'll grow out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, "Mm, maybe they won't. Right. And you have to you have to be prepared for it and you have to accept it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and then it bring, brings back the culture norms. I was like, that's not normal. That's not, she's this, she's that, he's this, he's that. And it's like, that's not their, no. Like, yeah. that, they, they say they are what they are and that's who they are. Like, that's how you have to let it be. So when I saw that, I was like, I love it. Because <laughs> me personally, I'm trying to learn more about it mm-hmm. because of this person. So it's like, you know, I'm trying to become more aware. So I was like. That's one of those little tidbits. I'm like, I'm going to have to steal that because I like that. Yeah. It's like, how do you want me to address you? And that's very important. It's it's just, it's a sign of respect. 
And I'm mm-hmm. all for respect. Like, I'm going to respect you. You show me respect, I'm going to show you respect. And I'm going to mm-hmm. show you the utmost respect. Like, it's not I can Correct. pick and choose, you know? And I feel like in the Hispanic community, especially when it comes to gender identity or sexual orientation, like, we're just so behind. Yes. And people of color in general. People of color yes. in general. And a lot of them think, like, you know, it's 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 white people shit. You know, a lot yep. of people think still that it's WPS and mm-hmm. it's not. That's just such an antiquated way to think. And, you know, now people evolve. Right. Because I'm not going to mm-hmm. say I'm the same person I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But Correct. people who push sexual identity or gender identity on their kids really bothers me now because I know there's certain things that Ethan likes or Ethan has done that kind of teeter tottered on that gender specific or gender expression line. And it's like, he has autism. I don't know if he's gay or straight. I really don't. He could be homosexual and I won't know, but it's like, that does, that's not going to change the way I feel about my kid. It's not going to change the way I have him interact with people. Like, Mm-hmm. I just feel like people just need to be more accepting of these things because and I, it's a I thing. Hate the all oh, that's a boy thing, that's a girl mm-hmm. thing. You, sh- you shouldn't be doing that. Girls do this. Yeah. Girls do that. Like I hate that. I'm like, what is wrong with the boy playing with Barbie dolls? Nothing. It's a doll. They don't know any different. It's a doll. They think it's an it's one of their action figures in the giant porn. It has nothing to do with sexuality. Exactly. I'm sorry, and playing with a doll has nothing to do with who that child will want to grow up and fuck. I promise mm-hmm. you it doesn't. Exactly. And if a boy wants to wear pink, I'm all for it. Let him wear pink. Mm-hmm. My son, from the age of like nine years old, has loved wearing pink. Mm-hmm. And he is the manliest boy you will ever find. Because he is about his football. He is about, it. I've caught him checking out girls. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to slow your roll. <laughs> but it's like, you know, he loves to wear pink. Right. And I'm like, it's that's not a girl color. That's a color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a color of the rainbow. And I loved blue wants to wear. growing up. Right. Blue was one of and my And that wasn't colors. a thing. Like, I never felt like I couldn't be a girl because I liked blue. But a guy yep. can't be a guy because he likes pink. he likes pink. Exactly. Or he likes purple. I, I feel like purple is a color of royalty. Like, I love the color right. purple. Right. Because of that. So if a man wants to wear purple, how about it? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we're going to get into our last segment because we've, as always. I know. I'm can <laughs> I can talk. I really think it's me, to be honest. I go on these <laughs> tangents where I'm just talking, 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 talking. But and I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get into our last segment. And it's my favorite segment. And it's Are You Dead Ass? Mm-hmm. And it's where we rant and rave. And I'm literally... Uh, I'm asking myself this question every fucking day because some of the shit people do or I, I just I, I can't believe they're serious. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I start mine, did you want to say anything? Did you want to get anything off your chest? Um. So on my show, we talked about COVID mm-hmm. and the shit show that Florida is. Um. Recently, someone I know their child was quarantined and they are pissed because this is the third time their child has been quarantined and they're upset because child now now has to stay home they're one of those that covid does not exist that it is just the flu Mm. and it pisses me off (laughs) because someone close to them caught it so it's like that that has been on my chest like for the last two three days and i'm like seriously like like you say, are you dead ass? Right. COVID exists. Mm-hmm. It's here. And it's going to be here for a minute. What is this kid Deal doing that it. he keeps on getting COVID? Is it just going to school? No, he's not getting it. His classmates are getting it. Oh. So here, I like, I don't know how they do it in New York, but in Florida, at least in our county, if a student in the class gets it, nine times out of ten, the entire class is quarantined. I mean, that They're makes sense. Home. I mean... Yeah, it makes sense. And I rather the precaution than my kid be in your classroom. And then now they caught Mm -hmm. it and now they brought it home. So I'm all about, you know, the whole it's not only how it affects me, it's how it affects others. Mm -hmm. And this person just does not get it. They're like, but 
why? What if they get a negative COVID test? It's like you do realize that there are false negatives and false positives. And you could be an asymptomatic carrier Mm -hmm. and pass it on to somebody who has a shit show of an immune system. Right. Because if you're not getting tested regularly, just because you feel good doesn't mean you don't have it, especially if you're out. Correct. Yeah. So that's been my are you dead ass? (laughs) (laughs) COVID exists, damn it. And take it serious. Oh, boy. That's this is like the longest dead ass ever. Like, right. Like you you felt Uh this way since like March. (laughs) Since March. Yes. Um, Okay. So my are you dead ass um, is something that has been trending for like the past week or so. Um, And it's the Gorilla Glue Lady. (laughs) I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) And I feel like I haven't really spoken about her on like social media or whatever. Aside from Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, um, I don't really like put my Twitter out there because that's like my safe space. But I'll let y'all guys know (laughs) because I do be talking all types of mess on there. Um, It's it's so frustrating. The whole Gorilla Glue Lady situation is so frustrating because it's like, for anybody who doesn't know, there was a 40-year-old grown-ass woman who decided to use Gorilla Glue industrial, the industrial glue for like cement on her hair in lieu of hairspray. Now, before people are like, oh, well, maybe she thought it was hairspray. No, she was very mm-hmm. much fully aware mm-hmm. that it wasn't hairspray. She ran out of Gots to be glue, which is a very strong holding hairspray. And she was like, well, you know what? I don't have any more and I need to finish my hairstyle. So let me just spray this Gorilla Glue on my hair and take it out later. She thought she would be able to use the glue for a couple of hours while she was at work and be fine with it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. What she didn't know is that Gorilla Glue is water activated. So every time mm-hmm. she wet her hair, the glue got tighter and tighter and harder and harder. And she waited a month to come on it to come on TikTok or TikTok. It was it was a TikTok, right? <laughs> it was TikTok. To come on TikTok and ask the world for advice because she did not know how to get this glue out of her hair. And it's been about a week since it started. And Gorilla Glue Lady has made $20,000 in her GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. She ended up being able to get a procedure done by a plastic surgeon to have it removed for free. And I'm just like, I can't believe. And she's suing Gorilla Glue. Or that's or that's so, the, the, the talk around town is that she's going to be suing Not Gorilla only Glue. that, she got flued out to get this procedure done. On top of that, I read that she now has a manager. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Someone ma- you, she's, action, she's verified on Instagram. She has a blue right. check. She has about so half I a million get, followers. <laughs> I get the accident. Accidents happen, you know, or No, it wasn't an whatever. accident. But that's the thing. She was literally <laughs> right. stupid. It literally yeah. says do not use on your skin. I don't care if hair isn't skin. It's attached to your skin. Now your hair is attached to your skin. Correct. So the whole fact that she's now monetizing over her stupidity has me like, what's the next person gonna Here's, do? No, and let me and let me tell you <laughs> no, let me tell you something. People make stupid errors in life. I'm not gonna call it a mistake because it wasn't a mistake. She made an mm-hmm. error in her life, right? People make errors all the time. I'm not knocking her for that. If she wanted to monetize in a way that actually where she learns so like you know she's getting all this shit off her hair maybe you become a wig spokesperson and get the Mm -hmm. best wigs laid because everybody knows you're losing all your edges or maybe Mm -hmm. like you know things like that maybe you you hit up gorilla glue and be like you know what we can make a fire ass commercial like you know you could you like gorilla glue really is strong as fuck like you know what i'm saying maybe make light of it but the shit of the gofundme and i get it she didn't know that she was going to have the surgery for free. And and I, as I was thinking about it, even though the surgery, the doctor's portion was free, she still has to pay for the room and board of the hospital. She still has to, there are other factors. She has to pay anesthesiology, which is separate. We don't know if that was for free. So there's probably right. other stuff that she can use the money for. But it's just the fact that like we as a society really gave this woman 20000 thousand dollars for being dumb and then she has the audacity to talk about i'm going to sue gorilla glue my man you were stupid in this entire situation i'm sorry i 
I never felt bad for her. And it's fucked up mm-hmm. to say because like she was in pain and all of that, but I didn't feel bad for her and the and that would make me open up my wallet to her, to be honest. Oh no, because absolutely not. there are people out here who are dying and can't afford mm-hmm. the procedures that they have. And just because they didn't do a TikTok, you know, showcasing how stupid they were, now they can probably die. Like it's just it's fucked up. It's just... I mean, listen, I want a tummy tuck. Tell me what I got to do to get this damn tummy tuck because I can't afford it. <laughs> I mean, no, like, seriously. How about you, you like, put Gorilla Glue, try to like do your right? own little try tummy to, like... tuck to see if that works. And then if it doesn't, you know, maybe, maybe they'll Maybe somebody fucking... will pay for it. Yeah, maybe somebody will just get it done. Uh... At this point. <laughs> so that is my rant about the Gorilla Glue lady. I'm not even calling her Gorilla Glue girl anymore because... She's not a girl. She's a grown-ass woman and should have known fucking better. Um, Before we leave, tell my listeners where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram. You can follow um, my personal profile. It's Lisa Marie. Wait, now i got to think about that. (laughs) It's underscore Lisa Marie 85. Um, My podcast, Fiddle Who Am I podcast, is on all podcast outlets. And you can also find me on Instagram, fiddlewhoami underscore podcast. And all of her information, as usual, will be linked down below. Don't forget to follow me, underscore Stephykiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S, and the Do I Look Fat pod, exactly how it sounds. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. I'll see you next Fine and Thick Friday. Bye, guys. Black.